joined now by Pico Bear of Mihal Brannox and Aidan Gerty of Glenamadi uh, to look ahead to this weekend's intermediate semi-finals where Kilconley face Ilan Iron and then Dunmore McHale's facing Kerfin B. Um lads, I suppose it's 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 hard for you this weekend now watching on uh, in the semi-finals with, with both you being so close, Aiden, I suppose. Coming to you first, like Kilconley out this weekend in the semi-final, you took them all the way uh, to extra time, so it, it must be hard now when you're seeing them prepare for a semi-final. Yeah, Paul, it is. It is. I'll, I won't uh, beat around the bush. Very disappointing. Uh, we, 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 we didn't show up on the day. Um, just didn't, never, never kind of got going at all. Everything kind of seemed to go wrong. Ball handling, a lot of mistakes. Uh, like I think their two goals kind of came from turnovers, stuff like that. But however, on the day, Kilconley were, they were very good. They were very organised, very well set up. They kind of knew they seemed to have a lot of homework done on us. Um, and we just weren't, well, when you say we weren't able to adjust, we, we, we were still leading the game with time up in my eyes. And they managed to come down the pitch and get an equaliser. But... Um, with 13 men so at the end of the day I don't think we've anyone to blame only ourselves we had 15 against 13 for maybe 15 minutes second half and uh, we still weren't able to get over the line so yeah disappointing but look on the day Kilconley, Kilconley did deserve their win overall I think When you look at that game Aiden towards the end I suppose when you get that goal at the end of the second half you, you, you think you have it did you personally think you had it then like because obviously they only had 13 players and trying to for Kikani to go up and work a score. Um, Kerrigan then out on the sideline kicks a worldly that you probably wouldn't expect most lads to score. And then I suppose Paul Mannion gets a free that's fair out. He skies it, but then I suppose one of your players were too close and the referee moved the free up for them to narrow the gap and send it extra time. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot went on in the last few minutes of that game. Like, But uh, I didn't... I know Paul Mannion, that free he, he took was way out the pitch. Um, there wasn't a hope of him scoring it in my eyes. Uh, I think he, he ballooned it fairly wide. But whatever happened in the meantime, I don't know, did one of our players run across him or say something or whatever. But yeah, they got, they got an equaliser then. But at the same time, we still managed to go back down the field and go a point up um, with five and a half minutes of injury time played. You'd imagine you're over the line. Uh, but I suppose going back, you asked about the goal. The way it was going, the way that game was going, we got the goal. Yeah, I don't know how many minutes was left, so that put us, up, I think, two points up. Um, but really, like you're, you're against thirteen men, like there's no way they should be coming up the field with the ball. Maybe a lack of cuteness on our behalf. I know Kilkenny when it went to extra time, they were a lot cuter than us. It, they were doing what we should have done probably at the end of normal time. Um, I won't call it cynical. I'll call it game game awareness, game cuteness, and we just we just didn't we didn't do that. You know? not coming out on the right side, Aiden. But like, it definitely goes down of one of the games of the year this year to senior, intermediate, junior. It just seemed to be one of those games that was a chaotic game and just literally had everything. <laughs> it did. I think it had uh, red cards, myself included. Uh, Black cards, I think. Two, four goals. Uh, yeah, it kind of did. It, it had, it had everything. And, and you know, I think 
first, like obviously we were extremely disappointed, like but people were saying that the atmosphere was brilliant, but I suppose the Curfin and Tum senior game was on afterwards and obviously it went to extra time. So the crowd was getting bigger all the time and people were saying the noise was just unreal, like but uh no good at the end of the day, really, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> obviously disappointed uh, for yourselves to come out on the wrong side of that. Um, but at the same time, it's it's nearly the attitude, I suppose. It's a bit too early to say it now, I suppose, when the semi-finals and everything. But obviously, for you, it's go again now. Like it, it still is. It still is a very young team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very a very young squad. Like I think myself, um, I'd say, I think most of the lads are under. I'd say the majority of them are probably under twenty three um few lads then maybe in their mid to late 20s and two two lads over 30 i think that's that's the break the breakdown of it yeah so it is it's a young squad but you know like numbers wouldn't be huge we're pretty lucky at the moment we've got a good few lads have come together at the same time and they're all very friendly and all all good friends and i suppose the hope is just that they'll 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 stick around you know obviously you're going to maybe lose one or two for traveling and stuff like that i suppose as every club um but if you can pull two more into the squad next year or something like that, obviously that will build like, but yeah, very young squad and um, maybe a bit at times, maybe a bit young, maybe not a bit inexperienced, um, not doing things that we should do at certain times. Um, I mentioned game, game cuteness, uh, lacking a bit of that maybe, but yeah, the future is pretty bright for them. And just finally, before uh, we move over to Feek about Michal Brownings and Illinois, um, I'm just curious, Aidan, like, what was it like having Darren Malahi involved with you this year? Uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, just brought different level of professionalism. Um, like, so we had Tomas Giblin was manager. He was manager last year as well. And he had another guy, Tiernan Welch, but Tiernan stepped away. So Tomas, um, he got Nigel Fahey on board. Local lad as well, brilliant. He he kind of organised everything with uh, all the logistics side of it. Tomas could manage the team, um, and then Darren just took all the training. And uh, he was absolutely brilliant. And like I don't think we ever trained as hard. We ever trained as hard. Like and some of the like I don't think it was any that we did the same drill. It was all something different. Like absolutely brilliant. Great a great lad. Great lad. Um, Hopefully, with the, we can hold on to him now. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure he'd be in demand. He'd be well known around the county anyway from his days playing with Milltown and Galway and Jarlitz and underage and everything. So he'd be well known and uh, yeah, top guy, top guy. And Figa, I presume for your for yourselves this weekend, similar to Aidan and Glenamady, it's it's tough for you. Yeah, it's tough, all right. Um, I suppose watching your neighbours as well pass you by into the stadium is always tough. Um, but overall, I think we were happy with the performance the last day compared to how we performed against Caltra and against Brendan's. Um, we just about got through with the skin of our teeth the last kick of the game. Um, but look, you have to hand it to Aaron. We were two points up and they worked out a, a kick out and their corner back came up the field, Peter O'Donoghue, and scored a goal. I suppose you could, looking back on it, we let him in a bit too easy. Very similar what Aidan said earlier on. A lot of things that he said seemed with us. A bit naive from our, on our behalf. 
something that we're uh, need to work on for next year. But look, fair play to them. Um, I thought when we got when we went two points up, and uh, with Dinny's uh, point that we were going to close the close the shop, but um, something that we're not good at, unfortunately, and it's something that goes back to the two county finals. But overall, I'm happy with the performance, but um, a lot to work on for next year. Like, have you have you thought about what you could have done in them situations? Like a lot of times when you look at the goal, because as you said, there it was. It was nearly similar to Keith Connolly and Glenn Maddy. It was a game that was tip for tat, high scoring, um, free flowing at stages, some some outrageous scores, and then just uh, it was it was really a sucker punch for you at at that time to concede a goal as well. Yeah, like exactly what Aidan said. We just had to be more cute. I suppose you call it cynical, but and I know it's not the right thing to do, but sometimes you just have to drag a man down. Um, we let them. We let them. I think we let them up the full, full, the full pitch without touching, touching the man, touching any man going through on goal. Um, it's very hard to watch. There's a picture that's been sent around in our WhatsApp group. I think there was five lads around uh, Peter O'Donoghue when he scored the goal. What we did was we just backed off, backed off, backed off. I suppose when you see a cornerback coming up the field as well, you probably want him to have the ball. But fair, fair juice to him. Like he took it well. Um, but it's tough. It's tough to it's tough to um, watch it back. Uh, but like that, being being smart when we don't have the ball, especially in them dying moments, it's a skill itself. Uh, sometimes we put a lot of emphasis on what we do with the ball, but I suppose it's just as important when you don't have the ball, especially in them dying minutes, which are two points up. Um, how you defend. And you mentioned there, do your neighbours and everything, do you get behind them now or is there still? Um, it's funny. I think with our club, it is because for years when we were seniors, it was always, you'd have a, you'd have that bite with Spiddle, with Caro, not so much that Shamor um, or Cezan that Shamor would be good friends, but with Aaron, I suppose they are just after coming the last few years, um, so you like you, I'd say the majority of us will be rooting for Aaron. Where I suppose if it was Caro or Spiddle, not so much. But um, no, I wish them the best of luck. There's some great lads there that um, um, I'm good friends with. Um, so yeah, I hope they go all the way. Do you think what stands to Aaron? I suppose in the last few years, like for an intermediate team, pick they they're playing league football at like quite a high level. Like they're the majority of teams they're playing in the league are, are senior clubs. Yeah, it's it's actually gas. You'd be on the what's the score and you'd be looking at them in division to the division two and they'd be beating your the salt hills of this of the you know salt the great teams in Galway. Um and it really is stuck to them. But I think one thing that I noticed a lot this year is Sean McCurns has has been training them this year in St. Michael's in Westside and I'll just go back to when Tyler got a black card in the first 20 minutes of the game I could hear Sean McCurns screaming at them all to get back and we had a kick out so they all dropped back between I'd say the 65 and back between 65 and the 45 and I don't think we scored between them between that 10 minutes and 
that's all to do with Sean McCurns. I think he, well, I've heard he's been doing very good, very good training sessions with them. Um, and uh, playing them tight games in Division 2, it, it, it has to stand to them, really does. It's massive as well, because when you consider how much velocity is weak, and um, yeah. have him on the line, and even just even organizing the defense. Yeah, like defend. They're def- like so with Aaron. They play with fourteen men behind the ball, and um, but with Aaron, it's funny. They they all have their men from the forty-five between the forty-five and the thirty-five. So there is options there to kick the ball into the corners, but the only thing is kicking the ball in is hard because you have there's so much pressure, um, on the kicker. From the forty-five, and I'm, I'm, I really do think Sean McCurran has a lot to do with it. Um, that intensity, um, they play with, it's, it's huge, and you can hear, you like, you could hear Sean talking on the sideline, and I know they'd all love to have him playing, but um, him taking them training sessions, um, I've heard they've been, you know, they've been, they've been exceptional. Um, so as much as they love to have him on the pitch, it's a huge advantage to have him. He, his voice, it's, it's huge. You were saying earlier, I think, Pete, that they're down one or two other players this year as well. Pardon? Is, were you saying earlier on that Aaron Islands are down one or two players or is it just one player? They, they do. They, they're they down they're, they're down three starters. Now, I'm not going to name them because I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Uh, but Sean McCurran, as if I wouldn't mind. I was talking to him outside the stadium after his, his name is now is after blank me, but he's done his Achilles and O'Hearnon. He'd be wing forward for them for the stalwarts for Aaron Islands for years. Um, and when you look at Aaron, I'm nearly certain they only have five subs. So, you know, for three players to be missing three players and um, like that, Aaron is huge. Um, so you really, really have to commend them how well they're doing with the, the lack of resources they have. They're training in in, in Westside. I know uh, they're the Dublin lads come home since the start of the year every week in Loch George. Like that is, <laughs> you wouldn't see half the senior teams doing that. So do you know, there's a there's a serious bunch of men there. Um, whether they get over the line or not, I'm not sure. But you can't um, lack their effort. It is Kilcomley versus uh, in and Iron. We are <coughs> predicting here. Aiden, what's the thing, I suppose, after Kilcomley did defeat you after extra time? Like, what was the most impressive, I suppose, attribute Kilcomley had that you were most impressed with that maybe surprised you coming away from that game? Um, I suppose, Paul, their, their, their defensive structure, I thought, was, I thought was very, very good. Um, we found it very hard to pick out like we owned a lot of the ball even in the first half when we were when we conceded two goals we still had an awful lot of the ball but we found it very hard to kind of look up and pick out a man and um, there always seemed to be a you know the D always seemed to be well covered um, so we ended up passing the ball back and over an awful lot so defensively I, I was very impressed with them well I wasn't impressed with them but <laughs> on the day but uh I am, and now when I think back of it, um, yeah, defensively, I thought they were very good, and that's not something that I would have, we would have, I didn't watch any of their other games, but we played them in the league, but obviously the league is the league, and championship is championship, but I, it's not something that I would have associated with them previously. I thought they were very well set up, uh, um, 
de- defensively. And then was on top of that, um, their their kickouts. They're very direct with their kickouts. They're not kind of they're not kind of looking for a short one much. Or now, if it's on, they'll give it. But they very much aim for Niall Daly all the time. And in fairness to him, like he's I don't know, is he six four or six five? But he's excellent in the air. And very direct then when they get it, it's straight in, straight into the, the full forward line. Um, if, if, he, if he catches a clean from a, a kick out, takes the mark and straight with it. Um, and then you've, you've three, four top forwards in up front. Do you feel, Aiden, maybe that you didn't exploit them enough in the full back line? Because even when you just looked at their full back line, like they're not the biggest players. Like they, they're three. The three players who play in the full-back line, Keen Davin, uh, J.P. Byrne and I Mullen, like they're not huge players. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I suppose we probably should have maybe moved around a bit, maybe move, moved Quarick, Gertie or Conor Rafty or someone like that, maybe in full forward, someone that's a bit of height, a bit, a bit more power, um, and maybe just try a couple of long balls. It's, you're, you're right in what you're saying. It's not something that we... Did we probably panicked a bit, bringing balls into into the tackle and maybe afraid to afraid to go more direct um, with long balls. So yeah, I'd say that's definitely something that we did we uh, didn't exploit definitely. But then again, you know, at times you were looking up, um, it was very hard to pick a man yeah. out because you know, they had to cover back. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And somehow, even when they had 13 men, they seemed to have cover back as well. But <laughs> it can always be easier said than done. And these, like, a, a key matchup this weekend already seems like, like you'd imagine Niall Lely and Colin O'Brien are going to go head to head. That's actually, I, I, I forgot about that. It's going to be a huge matchup. Like, Flinton has probably been our best player all year. And the respect I have for that man is for that club is huge. Um, and you know, they had a right battle the last day. Um, you know, you could call it either way. Um, we played Aaron Islands two years ago, we pipped them by a point in the semi final. And I suppose, like, you, you'd hear talks about Diego. Um, and I'm from there till the last for the last, the last two years, he's really now. He's really improved, and I'm very, very impressed with him against Clare and Clonburn in the group stages and against us. Um, now Niall Daly is going to be is going to be a tough opposition. Like Niall is six foot four. I watched him against John Moore. He's a good. He's a good. He's a good player. Um, and like, geez, it's hard to call that one really and truly. Like Niall has pace, but. One thing about Diego, he's a strong man and he's, for a big man, he's uh, very comfortable on the ball. So to be picking out who will win that one is uh, huge. And I'd say whoever wins that would have a huge bearing on the game. Big, just from your game, like <clears throat> Aaron Islands, nearly every score they got, Martino Gill and Owen Paul, I'd say, had to touch the ball every time. They're just such intelligent uh, wing forwards. And you know the thing is, Owen Paul is 38. Um, like another man, huge respect for him. And Martin Gill has been there a long time. And the, we actually, when we tried to put uh, uh, one of our quickest men on him the last day, but once again, he's, um, he's a brilliant player. Brilliant player. And then two boys, 
need huge mind. And like Martin Gill doesn't cover as much as you expect, but what he does so well is he gets on the ball, he kind of sits in the pocket, and what he does with the ball is, you know, it's huge. And one thing I love about Martin Gill that I haven't noticed in the last two, a few years is he's very good at looking the ball, looking at the looking for the ball and actually turning turning his back and going away from the ball and getting the ball towards goal. Something he did with us a few times. Um, them two lads would be huge. But um, as well, something that I'm looking forward to is who like will Patrick O'Donnell go on Prendergast? Um, or what's going to what's going to happen? What's going to happen there? It's going to be um, it's going to be a huge call for Aaron. Um, I heard that they're thinking about putting Peter um, O'Donnell on him, the cornerback number four. Um, but we'll see. But it's going to be it's going to be some game. I was on the phone to a few of the lads before the podcast here, saying, "What do you think?" I rang four. I rang four lads. Two lads said Kilconley, and two lads said Aaron. So <laughs> it's. And it's funny, I thought, I've been, I've been saying Aaron all week. And it's funny, the last few days now, I've been just looking at, like, Matt, like Paul Mannion. Like, I just, who's going to mark Paul Mannion? Like, he's, I saw him against Dunmore in the, in the group stages. And I just thought he was on fire. So, it's going to be, and then you look at who's going to mark Tyler. So there's a serious matchups there in that in the, in that in that game, um, and when you look at teams in intermediate, if they get a big win like that, and Aaron have already Aaron and Kilconley have two big wins under their belt. If they if they win at the weekend, um, it's huge. Like I li- I think of Letcher Moore last year, they bet us, they bet Aaron, and then they're on the momentum. So. Where you'd you know people would probably expect Dunmore to have maybe a nicer draw, and they had Clare and Clonburn, where Kilconley Aaron have re- had tough games. And like we're, <coughs> I think we all said it off air. Like the, I think nearly everyone in the county at this stage is expecting Paul Mannion um to be in with Galway this year at some stage, just with the form he's in, he's been absolutely remarkable. Aiden, yeah. like. From looking at that game, what do you what do you do with Paul Mayan? Well, I suppose Aaron will do what they've been doing all year, and that's dropping 14 men behind the ball. Um, I could see them having so they had they had their number five. Um they had him, they had been hit, had him had him as a sweeper um all year. And what I think what they'll do is I think they'll I think they could play with two, or they'll definitely have the sweeper on Paul Mannion. Uh, on top of maybe whoever Peter O'Donoghue or Patrick O'Donnell, whoever is on them, I think there'll be two on Paul Mannion because um, at the moment, Paul Mannion is definitely, I'd rate him as the, one of the top five uh, f- um, forwards in Galway. I really rate him that highly. Um, he's a fantastic player and he has been for a, a long time. In, like, from from I suppose looking back to your game because that is like his performance of the year you could say like if if you were in an hour now this weekend what would you do with Paul Mannion to try and nullify him I suppose what would I do uh, yeah go on so, sorry um it's it's funny Paul Mannion actually starts midfield with Niall Daly but he he plays a complete he a complete free role kind of 
He's in and out. He's wing forward. He's he's at both. He goes to both wing forwards. He's corner forward. You know, he he kind of all all the place now. He's very hard to tie down. I suppose what Fika is saying, if 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 Aaron Islands are playing a defensive system, it's very hard to come on the ball then. So if I if I was Aaron Islands anyway, I'd definitely, as Fika said, I'd, I'd be getting your sweeper to to to, to pick him up and sure. follow. Follow him yeah. everywhere you can. Aiden, you know what I just thinking there? Like, with how defensive Aaron were, they still coughed 17 points 17 against points, us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, there's, there's something there. And that's one thing with, with Paul Mannion. He can score from anywhere, lads. He scored one point there. Um, they actually overturned us. I think we had it cornerback and he was out near the sideline and he just nailed straight over the black spot. Like, he can score from anywhere. Um, and he's a brilliant free tech. But like that's that's just one manual, like that's Paul Mannion. Like a lot of people forget about Connor Marsden. Yeah. Good good solid player, good passer of the ball. And then you have Michael Murphy in corner forward, very accurate, very good on the ball, good work rate. Um, and uh, on, obviously on top of that, then you have Paul Prindergast. So there's a there's a lot of people Darren Islands have to tie down. And I suppose their defensive structure will help that. But it's a it's a it's it's a lot of holes to fill you. Um, it's 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 going to be a, a tough one. What I would say is, I think where Iron Islands are going to have a massive advantage is Pierce Stadium. Mm. Like it's obviously like a home pitch to them. They play all their games there. Um, like I know we played them last year. We haven't played in Pierce Stadium. I haven't played in Pierce Stadium in ten years. But you just knew that they knew their surroundings so well. Um, I think that I think that will be an advantage for them. Um, but yeah, look, it's going to be a belter, and it's very hard to very hard to call it. Aiden, you, you talked there, I suppose, about the Kid Conley forwards, Conor Marsden, Paul Mannion, Michael Murphy, David Prendergast. Is that where you think maybe Kid Conley might have an advantage up front? Like, you, like, do you think Illinois? Like, if you look at all those. Four forwards or four scoring forwards. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where Kilkenny are at their strongest. To be honest, now as I said, they they were very good defensively against us, but up front, like what did they score two two fourteen? Um, possibly could have had another goal. So they are very, are very uh, effective up there, and they they work extremely hard. It is where I think between the two teams, I think that's possibly where Kilkenny might be stronger up front. Um, and then I suppose you're missing Sean Mulkern. Obviously, they've other good defenders as well, but he, he is a huge loss. And I know he's he's obviously running things for or helping run things in the sideline. But like they have a lot of matchups to get Aaron Islands, in my in my view. Um now I know Patrick Patrick O'Donnell is an, an excellent defender, but he could probably play he could be he be will be as as effective up as a forward as he is a defender. So I wouldn't know an awful lot of the other Iron Islands backs. Um, obviously, they had a cornerback that scored a goal against uh, Rannox the last day as well. So, plenty of good footballers there, I'm, t- I'm sure. Even just uh, thinking of the kickouts, like Aiden was mentioning there, how Tommy Mannion, it's old school, like likes to go along, likes yeah. to have it in around the middle. Keen Langford, um, he's, he's the type of keeper who loves to get the ball away as quick as possible so like it's it's going to be interesting to see 
Will yeah. you decide press or sit back or, or, or what's going to happen? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because I thought with Aaron's kickouts the last day, um, like he did scuff a few of them. And it's some it's it's somewhere we actually looked at is pressing up as much as we could on the kick out and it worked. It worked for us. Um but uh, do you know what? I think it'll just go come down to like whoever wins that duel between Niall Daly and Colum Diego will be huge. Um and do you know what? It could be it might just be by, by the two of them breaking balls, so it could be down as well to the to the, the breaks. And that's one thing Aaron are very good at. Um, um, I just for, just forgot to mention one lad there for Aaron and another very, very good player is Killian, who's a centre forward for them. He's a oh, great man to... Yeah. Killian O'Connor, I think it's Killian O'Connor, but... Oh, Killian O'Connor, yeah. Yeah, that was... Like another man who is an exceptional footballer. Um, and it's linked everything together so well. Linked, yeah. And he, he, he scored an absolute beauty in the second half. He took, he got, I got the wrong side of him and he got a, a really, really serious score. And he had a very good day as well against Clare and Clonburn. So, um, but yeah, look, it's, it's, a, it's going to be, it's, 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 it's so hard to call. Um, but, 50-50 really, isn't it? It, it really is 50-50. Like you, you look at you look at the forwards of Kilconley, but then you look at the all the tough games Aaron have been through in league and the the momentum they, they have behind them. Um oh like like do you know what if I had to put my money on it, I'd go Aaron just by a point or two, but geez, like it's 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 going to be a cracker of a game. In Fink's called Aaron, who are you calling this weekend? You know, it's funny, at the start of the year, I always said Aaron Islands were probably the, the team to beat. Um, Jesus. Uh, I give a hesitant vote to Kilconley, just on, on the basis of, I think, that win against them the last day coming through extra time with, you know, Bring it to level to level it up with thirty men, and then winning an extra time. I think it's going to really stand to them, and I I'll give them a hesitant vote. Hmm. You're right, though, Aiden, about the pure stadium factor. That could be a factor, but you're, you're yeah. dead, dead right about that. That's one thing that we always always say we're lucky, most right. Well, when when we were senior for years, like it was like our second pitch. Yeah, and I, yeah. I've played there a lot. Um, like if I I could be wrong, no, I think if the last time Kilconley played there was against us uh, three years ago. So you know, for all them young lads, it's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, it, yeah, and you, you know, another thing that's huge is the ref, um, Ronan McNulty. Like he'll have a. It all depends on how he plays the game. Do you know, like if you have you have forwards like you have forwards like. Um, Kilconley, um, will he let it go? That would probably suit um, the defence of Aaron if he's if he's you know blowing the whistle a lot. That could suit the forwards of Kilconley for the yeah, freeze. Yeah. Manuel, Manuel, as you said, Manuel score from anywhere. So there's a lot of factors, but yeah, it'd be a great game. Lads, this is though what really makes the. Intermediate championship so special. Like you look at this game, you look at Nivana, 
and Dunmore last year played out of cracker. Even yourselves fake there against Spiddle. Like when you look at it overall and you just compare it to the senior now, it is a pity that a lot of these two intermediate games are kind of clashing with the senior games this weekend, but I suppose just time of year and the way things work. But like it's a it's a fantastic championship. Some might even say feet like that it's a better championship than the senior sometimes because I suppose you do have those few standout teams in senior, but not so much in intermediate. Yeah, I, I I've been saying it for years. I think the format four teams in the group, um, any team can win. You know, you look at you look at for, for example three years ago when we played Spittle, um, you had was it you know you had eight like Glen imagine now Brendan's. You wouldn't hear these teams really doing that well. And next thing you know, we play Brendan's last year, and we get we get bet. Okay, they beat us again this year. You have Glen imagine now coming. You know, there's there's a lot of new teams coming in there, and you have the likes of ourselves now, not where we were, um, but still, you know, trying to hold our own. But at the start of every year, you could say that there's six, seven, eight teams that could win intermediate. Do you know, look, like look at look at for example, or more, like or more are a, a a solid solid intermediate team, and Headford, and there they are now in a in a in a relegation. Do you know yeah. it's it's like there's so many teams that can win it it's it's brilliant it's brilliant and one another thing I'll say is it's a bit more open it's a bit more open football I remember I think it was eight, I've been playing senior football for eight years and like for a team like ourselves you'd be just hanging on to win a game or two and it's it's tough it's tough defensive football where in intermediate it's just a bit more open maybe a bit more naive but Geez, as a as a spectator, like there, you know, like like from what I heard with Glenn Maddie and Kilconley, like it was an absolute cracker. No more than ourselves and Aaron now going up and down the pitch. Now you could say the defending wasn't as good as it should be, but you know it was a great game going up and down. And you know we'll get that again now at the weekend. It really is what makes it so competitive there, as speaks out outlined Aiden, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, he's 100% right there when he's saying you, you could probably pick, you could probably pick eight teams that on any given day could probably beat each other. Like, even, like, even you look at Kilcon Clubburn, they're after losing probably the best player in the country, in my eyes. And they still managed to go out, come out of their group, you know, in fairness to them. Um, and, you know, seemingly they had a lot of chances against Dumore. Uh, the more red hot favorites, and obviously they came through. Like, but on the day they could, they could have got over the line. Um, like so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a uh, it's brilliant brilliant competition. Um, like, <laughs> I don't know as an age or whatever. Like, but when I started playing senior with Glenamady, that's she's I don't know, 16, 17 years ago, whatever it is. Now, obviously, you're older. But I would say football. Maybe it was easier back that time at senior level. I'd say now, I'd say if you're playing senior, it's like pure, it's very, very defensive, very structured, very organized. Whereas the intermediate is still a bit more get go to it up and down the field. Obviously, you have your defensive structures as well, kickouts and everything. But when the game opens up, it's often, as, as Feek said there, it's up and down the pitch and it's hell for leather and everything else goes out the window. 
The next game, the other semi-final, of course, on Sunday, Dunmore McKayes versus Kervin B in Tune Stadium. You came up against Kervin B in the group stages of the championship this year. Is there fear for Dunmore, though? You're playing Kervin B. You don't want to be beaten by Kervin's second team. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Like, as I said, as we said off air there, um, I think it was last year, I think Corfin beat Dunmore in the first game. Uh, so obviously I would say probably Dunmore were caught on the hop that day maybe or as you know, Corfin may have had a few se- more senior players playing at that time that might 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 have got regraded later in the year. But it's one thing about Corfin, like they're they're always organized, they're and they're going to play football, they're good footballers. So you'd want to be you'd want to be very wary of them. Um and be under no illusions of 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 uh, of what they could do to you, open you up. Like I know when we played them, you know, it, it was it was turned out to be a terrible day. It was uh, one Sunday morning there. Um, I think actually Mihal fixed team Mihal yeah. were playing Caltra yeah. afterwards. It's cleared off a bit for your game, but Dirty our game was lashing out of the heavens. And our thing was to keep. We we thought that if we could stop Curfin scoring goals, that's we'd have a great chance, you know, and luckily enough, we did, they didn't create, I don't think that any goal chance at all that day. Because if you look at all the group games before that, they'd scored, they'd scored goals against uh, Mike Cullen, uh, Cartoon. So we knew if we stopped them scoring goals that we'd have a good chance of beating them. And then even if you see the last day again, I think against Ballygar or against St. Brendan's, they scored two early goals, I think as well. Once they get them, their tails are up and they're they're uh, you can be cocksure they're they're going to go the, to the wire with you. Like that's a huge that was a huge win for Carfin. I I I I'm, I was very impressed with Brendan's. Mm. They're fit, fifteen, yeah. uh, strong, and they're two. No, I'm not sure. I I I heard, and I'm, I'm not sure. But were they were, were Brendan missing a few? I'm not sure. No. Uh, maybe I know. I, I maybe Carol Healy was playing. Or was missing. Um, I know he's one of their forwards. Now I don't know. He doesn't know the start for them, but no. he definitely worked a couple of points. Yeah, he wasn't playing anyway. I'm not sure who else. To be honest, Cunningham is brilliant, and they've they've yeah. they've, they've. But the one thing about Brendan's is they have serious runners from the from the back. So for Carlton to get a win over them, it, we talk about momentum. Like it's huge for them. Just on uh that week about Rory Cunningham, do you think he's someone who could potentially be with Galway? Yeah, I do. And I actually think Carl as well is is very good as well. The, the two of them inside are very good. Um, but Cunningham gave us a lot of trouble. Um, we didn't. He didn't actually, he only came on for the last 10 minutes last year, but this year now, um, very good, very patient. I know the first 20 minutes of the game, he scuffed three balls up in the air and to say we told him all about it is an understatement and he still kept at it and I think he was the one that was laughing because I think he got like 1-5 on us but a fantastic player really really good player um, another player that could definitely um, or should be should be in with uh, Porrick I think he was in there was it a year, last two years ago uh, I, think he, I, I think he was asked him but he was doing a Masters in UCC okay He's on the UCC oh, yeah. Sigerson squad with Sean. Yeah, yes, yes, that's right. 
Yeah, I know. So it just showed his pedigree. Um, th- this weekend, like Aiden, we talked about, I suppose, Dunmore going to want to beat Kirvin second team. Gary Delaney, ex Kirvin footballer, uh, involved with Dunmore. So, like, he, he's going to know these lads inside out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, from what I hear, Gary's very, uh, he, he does an awful lot of homework. Um, so, and obviously being from Curfin, he, he will know them inside out. Like, I know Curfin, they're strong around the middle. They've Alan Malloy, Brian Rafter around the middle. Even Brian Rafter, I think he's playing more pushed up forward now. And I think he's 211 or 212 scored in the championship today. Um, then you've one of the Brady lads. Uh, I don't know. Is it Connor Brady. Connor, yeah. yeah. Great target man as well. And he, he goes out around midfield as well. Um, so he he'll be he'll be one that I'm sure Gary Delaney will have have covered off, and then you have you have uh, Colin Kelly. Um, yeah, he plays with Brave Wanderers in the yeah yeah like excellent footballer. Um, Patrick Egan, just a young lad. I think he's just out of Jarlis, done his leave insert. Yeah, excellent potential. Um, maybe Gary Delaney might, might knows enough about him. Um. But I'm sure I'm sure he will he will he'll have plenty of friends at Curfin that that give him inside information too. But uh, and then um, one of the Donovan lads is a wing back. Barry Donovan, yeah. Barry, yeah, like a brilliant free taker. He'd score from anywhere across the across the front forty five in both sides of the pitch. So yeah, like and then you just don't know what else Curfin could bring on the day or who could appear for them. You know, they've such a they've such a. a, a a load of footballers coming through all the time or even they might even bring back some lads that you might not have heard for in a couple of years you just don't know what they'll bring on with any given day so you know he, he's he's I'm sure he'll have his homework well done but they'd want to be very Dunmore would want to be very wary of Curfin we talked about Dunmore obviously here like that they're not going to want to lose to Curfin's B team but as well for Dunmore like there, there's a lot of pressure on them, you could say, because they are favourites to win this intermediate. So, like, Curfin really have nothing to lose this weekend. Yeah, no. Um, I suppose all year I've been um, hearing about Dunmore and I actually went to watch them against Kilconley in Milltown. And I thought in that first half, I said, holy God, these are exceptional. Their forwards, I think their forwards are as good as most senior forwards in Galway. Um, they've five or they five scoring forwards. Um, you know, um, Jake Slattery, Paul Costello, Paul Costello, McGrath. Um, you've Thomas Gleason now coming back from the collarbone. Um, so like there's there there is pressure on there is pressure on Dunmore. Like like we play Carfin twice in the league. And you, you do feel that pressure that you don't want to lose against Carfin's B team. Um, but then you turn that around. Carfin definitely wouldn't be afraid of Brandox or they definitely won't be afraid of Dunmore or any team in intermediate. Um, so, yeah, it's, it'll be it'll, it'll the huge pressure on Dunmore. And I, I think, you know, this game could be a bit of a shootout because I was looking at the scores there. Um, Carfin, Carfin only has all their scores from play are 11 points from freeze and Dunmore all their sc- scores from play are 9 points from freeze so most but the two teams most of their scores come from play um, and two very good um, 
forwards like you look at Slattery there for um, Slattery not Slattery Brian Raftery for Carfin he scores he's 2-10 and Colin Kelly has 1-9 um, so yeah it, it's it's a funny one I'd you'd expect Dunmore to win but I expected Brendan's to beat Carfin do you know so yeah. anything can happen and an intermediate we all know um, on the, it's all about on the day yeah, you talked there from playing Kerfin B uh, previously beat like like as you said there you don't want to lose to them and we've alluded to like like what's it I suppose what's that kind of pressure like going into that kind of a game? I suppose for for our own club that we're senior there for eight or nine, ten years, I don't know how much it was. You 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 know we were up against Carfin um nearly every year with with, with the look of the draw we used to always get Carfin we used to make fun of it, but then you're going down to intermediate and then you're playing their second team and you're supposed for your the likes of your you know your family and or your cousins or your friends saying geez you're playing Carfin B there's that added pressure um on you and you know I suppose thank God it hasn't happened yet but I know for a fact it will happen soon enough that we will lose to them. Um it's it's a not an it's not a nice feeling. Um you prefer to be just playing the teams that you're used to be playing, like your your Aaron Islands or your Glenamadies first teams. But it's just it's funny. I can't put, I can't explain it. But um, the, there's pressure. There's huge. There's huge pressure. Uh, and like you, you, you take that. I was, I had pressure in a in a league semi final. Could you imagine these Dunmore lads with the pressure they have in a county semi final and the pressure that goes with it that Dunmore um, have a great team under 19s A last year, favourites to go off intermediate, um, and um, all is between last them. Last year as well with that. Huh? They heard to last year as well with that, like the Ireland Cup. Yeah, exactly. They should have won that day. So it's 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 just massive pressure on them. Um, I, like I, I I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'd say John Moore would have preferred to be playing Kilconnelly or Aaron. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But look, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a funny one now. I don't know what you think, Aidan, how that game will go. But like, you'd expect them more to win, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would expect them to win. Um, but like, as you said there, Fick, an awful lot of pressure on Demore. Like, it's like obviously Demore next door to us. Um, great tradition, great club, great people. Um, an awful lot of work going on there underage and stuff and you can see the fruits yeah. as, as he said with the forwards and stuff coming through but like the more have this not so much the players themselves but in the more the older generation always think that the more are a senior club you know um, and the senior and like especially if, if the lads are socialising or if they're talking to older people in the town I, I've often been in there and I've seen it my dad actually used to play with the more and massive pressure on them to get over the line and get up senior, especially after what happened last year. Like, they really didn't perform at all against Lettermore, I thought, on the day. Um, I, w- I expected them to win that. Um, I think they were in the semi-final the year before. You know, they've been there, thereabouts. But as Feek said, they're like the f- players they have come in there. Like, they've... Eerie. Like, you know, you have Jake Slattery, Paul Costello, Shane McGrath, um, Brendan Carr, um, Brendan Carr, brilliant free taker, yeah. And then at the back, you have 
Declan Rashkin, Connor Lyons, midfield, Joe Burke. He's been around a while as well. You know, he, he, I don't think he's certain, but he'd be good impacts up. And then you've 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 Matthew. No, I know Matthew Relson is carrying an injury. He he, he went off injured against Kilcarran Caburn. I don't know how he is now. But then you have his brother Damien is back. You know, he's an exceptional footballer. And they've Martin Cleary back after a couple of years not playing as well. So some amount of talent there. Some amount of talent. It's unreal. Um, you know what, though, I can draw one place that you could get at done more is in midfield. 100%, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, they, wouldn't have a big, they wouldn't have a big midfield. No, I know Shane McGrath goes out there a lot. Yeah. Fantastic leap off the ground. Brilliant. But I would say they'd like to utilise him up, for, up front more. But it is, as you're 100% right, it is one place uh, where they, they, they're probably maybe a, not as strong as other areas. And I know Curfin will be fairly strong around there with Alan Malloy, Brian Raftery, Conor Brady. Um, so, they, yeah, it is one place where they could possibly be got at. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's, yeah, no, yeah, go on. No, I was going to say something there. Go on. Um, but yeah, that's massive pressure on them more. But I do think I do think they're definitely good enough to get over the line on uh, against Corrigan. Um As I said, they got caught last year against them in the first round. But I I, I don't see that happening this time, to be honest. And uh, I'd say I'd say they're more win. Would you like to see your neighbours do well, Aiden? Aye, look at uh, there's a good rivalry there, I suppose, between ourselves. For a few years, of all us us, but in the last couple of years, we've got we've got more competitive with them again. Um, we bet them in the league this year, and then we beat them in the league semi final as well. Um, but as I said, championship is different. We like last year they bet us by two points in the quarter final. But I actually thought of that a few minutes ago. And I was going to say it. Exact same thing as what Feek was saying there against Kilconley. They blew us away in the first half. I think it was like three, four, three, five. They scored in the first half. But we totally out, outplayed them in the second half. But we just couldn't get over the line. They bet us by there was a point or two in the end. Um, but we own the ball. And it's probably that if they get a lead on you, that they are vulnerable to taking the foot off the gas. I know it's hard to keep it going for 60 minutes, but they are they are they seem to have that bit of an issue where they might take the foot off a bit of off the gas if they if they get a good bit ahead of you. And Kilcon- we nearly caught them last year, and Kilconnell nearly caught them again this year. But yeah, no, look, I would, I would like to see them doing well, and I would like to see them, see them win it out. Um, and we'd like to join them again at some stage, some stage, maybe. I, I think yeah. of all teams that are left, I think they'd be the best suited to go up to senior as well. Possibly, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah like, probably the most natural footballers there. Yeah, like. Um... Like Aaron, like geez, it's only what Aaron doing. Like the five subs, but like I, they don't even have an underage team. Sorry, if you, sorry to cut across you. Have, you mentioned that earlier on. Have they actually only five subs? They've won for, I, against Clare and Clan Burn. They only had five subs. My God, fair play yeah. though. That's yeah, it, it is unreal. And like training in in West Side and in Lock George, it's it's. Like I know, I know some no more than our own, no more not our own, but you'd hear boys making fun of them for coming home on the week on the weekdays. But you know, fair fair play to them, like oh, fair play to them, fair yeah, and um, like very little, very very little resources. Um, and do you know what? They're sound lads. One thing I yeah. say, about, yeah, yeah, 
hard gents, like in fairness, you know, you could play, you could go up against teams in there, you know yourself, but they're sound. Um, but going back, like Dunmore have a serious underage team coming up there under 19s. Like anytime you win an A, A final yeah. against Clare Galway, um, do you know, was it against Clare Galway? It was, yeah. Um, like, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think so. I'll still beat them in the yeah. final, yeah. Oh, yeah, but like any any day, or not sorry, any day you win run 19s and you're going, you're you're nearly in a back to back intermediate. I just think, yeah, of the four teams that are still left, I think they'd be best suited to go up. So, you, you expect to see Dunmore come out on top this weekend, Pick? yeah, I do. Um, yeah, yeah, no. Look, if they, if they, if they, if they're expected to win this out, they should be winning this game the next day. No, don't get me wrong. There'd be serious pressure on them if they get a good start. Um, I think you could, you could, you could see this. Um, done more winning by five or six points. Um, but I'd say Carfin will keep say to themselves, boys, if we stay in this game for as long as we can. You look at Letchermore last year. You look at Kilconley. You look at Glenn and Maddie last year. Maybe, you know, maybe they don't like that home stretch. I'm picking small things here about Dunmore, but you know, I'd say that will be the main thing in the in the Carfing camp is let's stick with them for as long as we can. Two huge games uh, to look forward to in the intermediate championship uh, this weekend. Uh, that's all on our intermediate uh, preview show of the semi-finals. Um, if anyone is watching, can subscribe to the channel as well on YouTube. Um, it does help the channel grow, grow so that would be uh, greatly appreciated. But Feek and Aiden, um, obviously two tough ones for you to preview. Um, but thanks a million for your time. No, no,